Angela Shack, and this is the Way to Wellness Podcast. And welcome back. I am delighted to be back doing podcast uh, after taking a brief time to work on some Way to Wellness projects, which I'll uh, discuss more in the uh, show notes and give you a link to find out more about that on our website. But uh, we're back and we'll be doing a lot of uh, new things with the podcast, but I wanted to catch up a little bit and uh, share some uh, information that I've been researching. And today we're going to be talking about work-life balance. Now, that's a term that's been around for a long time. It's not a, a new phenomena, but there are some things that are starting to change the way we balance our work and life, including the term itself. Some people want to call it harmony. You have a life harmony because they think about life as not just being divided into two things, with work being the major one of those things that we think about. So I like to call it life balance since I think work is actually part of our life and should be included in that uh, rather than thinking of it as a separate thing. And that's probably where the harmony idea came from. So let's talk a little bit about how that's impacting us today and what we can do to create more harmony and balance in our lives And uh, we know that's become more of a challenge uh, during the pandemic and now post-pandemic as uh, we sometimes return back to a work situation in person. And uh, there's times that some companies are still doing the hybrid where you work at home and at uh, the office and some folks still working at home. And that's a great opportunity for a lot of people, but it's also Uh, I think one of the more difficult of the other choices because it really does blur the lines of what is the time that I get off and get up and leave my computer? Uh, What what is the weekend going to look like if I have a project I need to do? Am I going to stay in my home office and uh, maybe skip the uh, activity that I was going to do over the weekend or not? So we're going to talk a little bit about that today and The thing that I think is probably exacerbating it even more is technology and phones and finding it harder to disconnect. Uh, I was listening to a podcast uh, called Work Life by Adam Grant. He's an organizational psychologist. And he was talking with Ariana Huffington. That's a name I imagine many of you have heard uh, from Huffington Post. And uh, she's the founder and CEO of Thrive Global and has written some books. And um, she talks with him about how in 2007, she actually worked herself to exhaustion from burnout to the point where she collapsed at her desk and had to be taken in for medical attention and was diagnosed with burnout. She talked about how she was not taking care of herself. And it was really a call to action for her to stop and look at her own well-being So uh, she put some things in place. Uh, She said she had to uh, create more balance in her life. She began to establish a morning routine and an evening ritual where she, one of the things she did was to turn off her phone so that it wouldn't distract her with the ringing and the, you know, the beeps for the text messages and various things. So uh, by doing this, it allowed her to have time in the morning to set her intentions for the day and think of things she was grateful for and just really 
do a lot of that mental health refreshment and regeneration that was needed. And then the later time in the day when she would turn off her phone so she could recharge and do some activities that would reduce stress. And uh, one of those, of course, is getting eight hours of sleep and making that a priority. Uh, Huffington wrote a book titled The Sleep Revolution. So uh, all of these things we know to do and sometimes let slip when work situations become very demanding. And sometimes they become demanding, not just because of the, uh, the task, but because of the expectations of our employers and uh, co-workers. Um, I think now, because of technology, access to phones and emails, just seems as though people need to be available at all times of the day, night, and weekend. And it gets very difficult for people to draw that line when they're at home with their family or doing leisure time. And it may seem like, well, gee, I could just take a few minutes and answer that email and then I won't have to think about it or worry about it tomorrow. Or, you know, so it it seems like it's not much of a distraction, but it really is when you add all those up. I mean, even think about the last time you were on vacation. I would guess that most of you or many people, I won't say most of you, um, but I would guess that there's a lot of folks out there that would still have their phone at arm's reach on a vacation with their family. You know, I know if I would get an email from a supervisor on my day off, I would still sometimes feel obligated to respond, even though it might not be urgent and could wait till the next day. So those are the kind of things that continue to distract us from what used to be downtime or what we, what we think might be downtime, when in fact it's really not. We're still uh, engaged in whatever responsibility we feel like we need to attend to. And even during the workday, if we're at work or working from home, there are just numerous email interruptions in many situations uh, with people who are working on a project and then others are sending them emails, asking them questions about something that may have nothing to do with the project. And so they're having to disengage from that and answer the question and then return to the project and have to get refocused. And uh, what ends up happening is that throughout the workday, they're finding that people just have small chunks of time uh, to actually devote their attention to the specific task at hand maybe just 15 minutes at a time. And this ends up causing people to get to the end of the day and they haven't gotten their project done or their work for that day done. So they end up doing what most of us probably would do is they either work later so that they can, can, you know, finish up or maybe they take it home. So it interrupts their time at home as they try to complete the project and not get behind. So, The problem isn't always having too much work to do. The problem now seems to be that there are so many interruptions that it causes people to have less time at work to get the work done. There was a a CEO of Basecamp, which is a project management company. Uh, His name is Jason Freed. And uh, he was describing that getting work done really requires uninterrupted time for an extended period of time. He calls it the work zone. And Freed compares this to sleep. The way he describes it is if you get eight hours of sleep, but you wake up every 15 minutes, no one would consider that to be a good night of sleep. 
and you likely would not feel rested if that was the situation. So employees often feel like they have to check those emails and they have to, you know, get to it as soon as they can and not wait till the next day. And sometimes that's more curiosity than maybe urgency, but either way, it's a distraction. And those distractions are really corroding our well-being. So it seems that it's going to take you as the individual to address that. There are some companies and some leaders that will prioritize work-life balance for the people that work for them. But that is oftentimes the exception uh, than the norm. There's most of the time that the folks who are leading companies are working themselves many long hours and working weekends. So the folks working for them see that and feel like, well, if I want to move up the ladder, this is the expectation and I'll have to do that too in order to advance. Uh, Leaders of companies need to really look at their own behavior and the examples that they're setting. And um, that's a hard sell for many companies, especially in our 24-7 world that we live in. And uh, particularly if it's an international company where you have hours that are not uh, always the same. So it's, uh, it's difficult. So what that means is we have to take care of ourselves by really stopping and thinking about what we can do. So I want to give you some few steps to get you started on this journey to feel more harmonious and more balanced. And of course, the first thing to do is to see the areas that uh, can possibly change. And the best way to do that is to do a time study. With a time study, just taking a week to log each day, you know, broken down into either 15 minute or 30 minute segments, and uh, take a few brief notes about what you did during that time frame and try to be as consistent and accurate as you can uh, so that that way you can see what am I doing, whether it's work or non-work tasks, that will give you a picture of where can you make some adjustments. Of course, the adjustments need to be based on your priorities and that will be the next step. Again, time studies are difficult to do. I've had supervisors ask me to do that. You know, nobody stands up and gives, you know, an applause when you hear that that's uh, something a supervisor wants you to do. But in addition to just uh, understanding how your time is being used yourself, it's also a way to advocate for yourself. And that's what these time studies have done for me in the past, where oftentimes we've had leaders see the time that is being spent on other tasks that aren't necessary or maybe not part of the role and uh, they've been able to take those off your plate. So it can be used for yourself to set some limits and boundaries or to advocate for yourself to get leaders to assist in that process. So on to step two as I mentioned setting priorities and this is where step two is to reflect on what matters most to you in your life. And this is really doing some soul searching and thinking about how do I feel about my work life? Uh, how do I feel about my personal life? Maybe you feel like you've been neglecting your health and that's something you want to tend to. Are you finding that your family activities are getting postponed due to work demands? Can you walk into 
another room and leave your phone behind and not feel worried that you're going to be missing an important message. You know, all of these things will reflect your values in terms of how you're using your time. So uh, this is where being very honest with yourself and trying to determine, are you being true to your values and um, finding ways to make that happen more often? And then the third, which is probably the more difficult part is learning to say no more often. Successful people have learned how to do this. I read about it all the time um, that they find ways to say no. And it's, it's, I think, difficult for many of us because we might fear that uh, we're going to be perceived negatively by our peers or supervisors. And of course, it depends on what the ask is. But oftentimes, the ask is something that may not be in your wheelhouse or you may not have time for and it's something that you need you know maybe it's a volunteer to do a certain uh, event or whatever the case may be looking at that and determining gee I think this is one I need to say no to even if I get a little feeling of guilt or you know that uh, quickly I think it would be important to move those thoughts of guilt or how am I going to be perceived to actually looking at it as a way of respecting your boundaries. And when you do that, you're helping others respect your boundaries too and being aware of those limits. Saying no is one of the best ways to save time for yourself, for important tasks, and for other desired activities. That's something to practice. Again, these are a few very brief steps. I think each of them will require some intention Uh, Maybe just do one at a time and focus on that and then go on to the next one and use that information to, again, to advocate for yourself, to make some adjustments. And I know the world we live in continues to add layers of challenges to that work-life balance, uh, but it really is going to be up to you to prioritize your well-being and set those boundaries and create more harmony in your life. As we wrap up, keep those things in mind. And as I mentioned, I'm going to put some information in the show notes where you can get more information about well-being and some of the new programs that's uh, going to be offered by Way to Wellness very, very soon. So we'll give you some target dates on that and keep you posted. And until then, be well, be safe, and as always, be good to each other. 